0: Hi, this is Mark, and thank you for joining me on Words of Truth. Over the past couple of years, I've been hearing from so many people about how they don't feel like they have any purpose in life, and especially people who have lost loved ones to death. My wife and I, we lead a grief-share ministry, which helps to bring comfort to those who are grieving the loss of a loved one. And whenever I ask the question, what's the biggest struggle you faced in your grief? The answer usually comes back, now what am I supposed to do? Who am I now? What is my purpose in life? What am I supposed to do? And as I've pondered the answer to this very real question, I came across the verses in the Bible found in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 to 13, where King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, was pondering this same question. In a nutshell, Solomon's point in these scriptures is that God has a plan for everyone if they're willing to let him be in charge. And as we let God take charge, we'll discover that He gives us cycles in life, each with its own work for us to do. Solomon came to the conclusion that there's a determined season for the experiences everyone goes through in life. And in these verses, we can find 14 pairs of contrasting experiences, each having a purpose and a time frame according to God's plan and counsel. I would encourage you to read them for yourself. Verses 1 to 13 of Ecclesiastes 3. But in these scriptures, we can also see three things about God that I want to share with you today that are so important in helping us to discover what now? What is my purpose? First of all, in verse 11, is that He has made everything beautiful in its time. In other words, God has a scheduled time frame for everything he allows and for everything that he achieves in his well-ordered universe. And to me, that means that God has a scheduled time frame for everything that happens in your life and in mine. I'm not saying that God orchestrates each and every event in our lives. We live in a fallen world where there's things that happen that are not God's will. But that's where Romans chapter 8 and 28 comes in, which says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I want you to notice that he said that in all things God works for the good. In other words, in spite of things out of the ordinary that happen, God takes even that and he works out his purposes in our lives. The second thing we learn about God in verse 11 is in the phrase, He has put eternity in their hearts. You see, God has given all of mankind a desire to know and to understand him and his universe. But we'll never be able to comprehend all of God's words, his works, from the beginning of the world to the end of the world. And this is why we explore the universe with powerful telescopes, and we send spaceships to space, and we dig in the earth for fossils, and why really smart people work to discover the mysteries of how the body works. A lot of people won't admit to it, but it's all because God has put eternity in their hearts. And God will fill, fulfill all of his plans and purposes for humanity, but not until eternity. The third thing we discover about God is that God is not arbitrary. And what I mean about that is that God's plans are all perfect, immutable, or unchanging, and are in the eternal right now. In other words, God controls every event in the universe, and they can change with regularity as he determines it. Chapter 3 and verse 15 says, Whatever happens has already happened, and whatever will happen has already happened before, and God looks after what is driven away. In other words, God requires an account of what happens in this world. And he's in control of it all. And although time passes quickly for all of us, that's not so true for God. No, God will bring to every past moment of our lives into account. And I can't help but wonder how he'll look at our present day of unrest and rioting and violences. It will all be brought into account. God is not arbitrary. Solomon was well aware of all of the injustice that happens in life. And he concludes that even now God is judging. But at the end of history, God has appointed a time when he'll judge every work under the sun. He said in verses 16 to 18, I saw something else under the sun in the place of justice. Uh, There was wickedness. And in the place of what was right, there was wickedness again. I thought to myself, God will judge both righteous and wicked people because there's a time for every matter and every deed. I also thought where human beings are concerned, God tests them to show them that they are but animals. Oh, those are pretty sobering words, aren't they? But then Solomon concludes in verse 22. And so I perceived that there was nothing better for human beings but to enjoy what they do because that's what they're allotted in life. Who really is able to see what will happen in the future? You see, the best thing an unbeliever can do in life, filled with emptiness and hate, is to rejoice in his own works, for that is his heritage or his lot in life. But we find that this chapter closes with a rhetorical question for everyone. Solomon asks, who really is able to see what will happen in the future? You see, the unbeliever is ignorant of the afterlife and what awaits for them in eternity. And after they die, they can't return to earth to see what comes after them. They may not even realize that there's life after death. But for those of us who believe in Jesus Christ and what he did for us to save us from sin and to give us an eternity with him, the opposite is true. We know our destiny because we know God's plan and purpose. Everyone who has faith in Christ is assured of a place in God's kingdom. But we also know that regardless of our situations in life or what happens to us in life, satisfaction in life comes from serving repenting and glorifying God and enjoying Him forever. Your ability to find satisfaction in your life depends to a large extent on your attitude. You'll become dissatisfied if you lose a sense of purpose that God intended for you. I'll conclude with this thought. You control your destiny as to whether you accept Jesus Christ is your Savior, and to allow Him to help in your journey of life. That's your choice. And I hope you'll choose Him and allow Him to give you purpose. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again next week.